0: Hi, I'm Joe Madden and you are listening to Halfway Around the Halo.
1: Fires the first! The Angels
0: have no hit! The Seattle Mariner racing back to the track!
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Halfway Around the Halo, the LA Angels UK podcast. I'm your host Nick Wright at LA Angels UK on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. You can find me I'm there. You'll see me in The Athletic with Sam Bloom if you want to go and uh, check that article out. And I'm just back for season four, episode 15 of the podcast, which I believe is the most we've ever done in a season. So congratulations on that to us. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Thanks
0: for joining me once again. No worries. Uh, These podcasts are like buses at the moment. They're all coming at once, aren't they? So we'll do a a two-month hiatus soon enough, aren't we?
1: (laughs) To be honest, I felt like this is just regularly programmed. This is a week since we did the last one. And also, we really needed to strike whilst the iron was hot. And by that, I mean after the Angels have won four four games in a row. Um, to become 17 games under 500. Unprecedented times for the Halos. So <laughs> I thought it was it was best we got on here and got some reaction from you and the way we've been playing because who knows if we're going to get this again this year. So Dave, let's jump straight into it. Toronto, the best series of baseball all season from the Halos?
0: Yeah, it all sort of just came together a little bit, didn't we? We were very pessimistic last week when it came up to these upcoming I mean what happened in Tampa we, we both expected and <laughs> we duly got swept but we certainly did not see this one coming over into so side. so I had a little bit of everything a couple of shutouts can, can you believe that we've had so many shutouts on the season? I couldn't believe that's that by the time it came up but um, yeah, what, well, yeah what is it we've
1: had the most joint most in the majors with the Mets is it yeah it was something <laughs> like something like 27% of our wins at that point had been by shutout. It's mad.
0: It's absolutely mad. And it just sort of shows the inconsistency and disparity sometimes where your pitching's on and your backs are cold, or it's the other way around, or it then blows up. And, you know, it it was a nice series to have, wasn't it? Let's face it, 12-0. Just kick it all off with as well.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. And I think the nice thing about that was, I think I, I basically tweeted something similar today, but... It's Kind of everything you want to see from a Halo's team. Mike Trout and Shohei Atani led the way. Trouty's hit a few bombs. Shohei's just been unbelievable. Second night there, he went seven innings, nine K's, no runs. The next night he goes what three for four, hits a two-run bomb, just Oppo Field, just ridiculous. So
0: like Trout in yeah, game one as well.
1: Yeah, it's, it's I mean he leads or ties the American League, doesn't he? In triples. I think, now as well. He's just phenomenal. Like, Trouty looks good. But then it wasn't just him. Obviously, the pitching was really, really good. Reed Detmers, again, showed his potential uh, and his staff. I think Jose Suarez last night did a really good job hanging in there against an incredibly tough lineup, although we'll get to the Yankees in a bit. I think Davidson showed some stuff. He got out of a few jams. And, I mean, it's a work in progress, but three wins on the road against a wildcard team like Toronto cannot be sniffed at particularly when you've just got guys performing up and down the lineup we spoke about Fletch a lot when he was injured and early in the season and would he get back in but what a difference he's made coming back into the team now he's healthy and I've got to end this little roundup on Geefy what a man Luis Renhefo! I mean he has played himself
0: well and truly into a starting role next year Starting role. I mean, yeah, he's, he's playing well. Let's just hope it, I hope it stays. I mean, it's taken long enough to get there. But you can then argue he's now had some consistent time. I and mean, he's he showed promise at the start of the season as well, didn't he? We were always talking about he's just having a better pass, better approach, and you had a little bit more trust in him in some certain spots. And, yeah, he's certainly swinging the bat well now and getting those power numbers coming through as well. So it's really nice. It's good to say I like his energy. I like the way he goes about his business. And, um yeah so there's always something about a left-handed swing just looks so much better doesn't it especially when you are in the yard do you think i don't know i just well I'm le- i don't hit left-handed but i am a lefty at heart i am left-handed so maybe that's just a bit of the unconscious bias for me for lefties why don't you hit lefty then so I hit right i don't know i don't know you ask me if i was to play a game of squash i'll hit left-handed snooker left-handed i would hit left handed snooker left handed i do not it makes no sense
1: no, that explains
0: a lot about why you're so poor at hitting though, doesn't it? Maybe on this isn't something. I need to switch it up. Yeah. To be honest,
1: I've never been keen on on lefties in any sport. I just find it looks weird. American football is the one for me. Like lefty quarterbacks, I just cannot, cannot stand. It just it just looks strange. Southpaws in boxing, I mean it's so effective, but just, just not for me. I don't know. I think. Baseball's a bit different. I don't mind a swing from the left side. Um, but yeah. But we digress slightly. But no, really Ring, Ring
0: Bifo, he's doing the job at the moment. And it's great. And you know, at the moment, we need that cover over at third. So he's sort of playing himself there. But, you know, and I'm sure this will be safe for another podcast another day. But, you know, you, you can realistically upgrade everywhere, really, outside of the center field. So, you know, nothing's off the table. But I am more than happy with Ring Bifo being a part of that. That man, 25, 26-man mixture going into it.
1: More than that, I mean, I want him started. I think he's deserved it. I have no problem with him starting. Particularly, I mean, because you need rotation. I still think we need another bat. So you need a shortstop. But then you have like Rendon, Fletch, Renhefo, and new shortstop sort of rotating because obviously Geefe can play all of the positions. Fletch can play all of the positions. You never know with Rendo and You never know if they try something different with him. I've seen some people suggest that he moves over to first and it would be less of an injury risk for him. But he is still pretty elite defensively. So it might be a waste of his talents there. But if it keeps him on the field,
0: who knows? Yeah, don't get me wrong. I lo- I love what Renhifo's doing. I love what he's doing with the I certainly like what he's doing with the back this season in comparison to previous. But if you're going to be serious and a playoff contender is Renhifo, you're cleaning up here.
1: Well, no, but you want a deeper <laughs> line up. Doesn't mean it shouldn't be in there.
0: No, 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 I've got no issues with him being in there at the moment. But as I say, it's um, taking a little bit of time to get there, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. That's, the expectation's been changed. The Angels have rushed these players. They've rushed them up and they haven't performed, understandably, because Major League pitching is extremely difficult to hear. The Major Leagues are so hard to adapt to. And I think for whatever reason, we've been bringing players up that are just not ready and we've been expecting far too much from them. And Renjifo has not really taken any length of time longer than he should have done to actually adapt to major leagues because he's torn the cover off the ball in AAA. He's worked his way through the system. He's looked great, but you have to have that period of adaptation to major league pitching and to major league baseball. And I think he's finally got there with regular playing time and that's what we've allowed him to do. So shout out Geefy for all the hard work. And he continues to carry this team at times when others have failed. He's the only consistent bat we've had for the last few months, even through all the losing. Once he came mm-hmm. back up and he stuck around, he's been really, really good. So I'm firmly on that on that train, and nothing oh, um, can take me off it. I, I'm
0: I'm happy to be there with you with old Ben Beefo. Unless I might have to be with his name. Now, he is pretty
1: beefy. <laughs> he's a beefy man with like some beefy it. power.
0: Absolutely.
1: Shoaib Tani. Then let's just talk about him, the MVP race, because obviously I touched on we've played I one of the Yankee, Yankee. games. As of recording this now, we won last night, thankfully. Shohei Atani hit another two run bomb. Judge also hit a bomb. But what do you see in terms of that MVP race? Atani's lowered his ERA down to 2.6 something, hasn't he? Yeah. 2.68, is it? And then he's hit 29 bombs, OPS 850 plus. He's just exceptional. So, how do you see it playing out at the moment?
0: At, at the moment of it, I think we've all got our angels hat on, haven't we? All want Otani to do it. We all want him to repeat. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to judge. You know, East Coast bias. I mean, he is having a very good season himself. You can't, you can't say he's not as well. But you know, what, what do you have? What does a most valuable player mean, really? And I know what it means to me. And yeah, judge any other year, the same as Vlad last year. Could have won it as well in any other year, except Shohei Otani doing what he's doing. Shohei's, you know, he's carried us on his back. He's doing it with the bat. He's an ace level pitcher. How can you not be any more valuable than that? I don't get it myself, but you know, hats off to Aaron Judge as well. He's, you know, he's actually smashing it at the moment, isn't he? And yeah they intentionally walk him twice, and then they don't, and then it goes. That's right. Like, it was written, written in the stars. Oh. Um, Written in the stars, a million miles away.
1: A message to the moon. Ooh. Is that six you,
0: minutes, six minutes we had a song. Is that what you that, is that's what you're asking for? That was what I was after. So uh yeah, yeah I mean I, I want Ratani to win it, I think he deserves it, but you know, it's one of those where he God knows where Judge could end up by the end of the season in that home run club.
1: I mean, Atani's closed the gap a lot in the last few weeks, though, hasn't he? I don't want to call it a slump, but he hasn't been quite on the historic tear he was for the first few months of the season. He's now hit 50 bombs. Yeah. But Shawe has 29 and loads of wins on the mound, loads of K's.
0: You know, absolutely. No, I agree with you. I think you can say Judge judge is having a fantastic year at the bat, but he doesn't pitch. So, no. that's, that's that. and that's, every single day that's an argument or, you know Shohei's doing this on the mound you know, he's, in, he's, in the top, he's a top level pitcher yeah but none of these other pitchers can actually hit as well yeah. <laughs> when, when are you not most valuable do you even pitch bro do you do you usually even play
1: honestly I mean I just cannot look past Atani I don't care about Judge and what he's done it is fantastic well done mate you're having a great season with the bat. Atani's having a top 10 season with the bat now, but he's also having a top five Cy Young season with the ball. And I think the name MVP is wrong. I mean, it gives the wrong message. People take it too literally. Yeah. Most valuable can mean anything to anyone. Ultimately, this is the best player in the game right now, the best year, the best season. And for me, Shohei Atani has had the best season. And while Shohei Atani is in the major leagues, and healthy, he is going to be the perennial candidate to win it because nobody has had this level of ability, this level of performance since Babe Ruth. And even then, you can argue, I mean, different times for baseball. The the modern era is just worlds apart from what Babe Ruth was doing in. So Shai Atani is, we call him the unicorn, and it's so true, right? He is the unicorn because nobody can or has or probably ever will, be able to do it at such a level. And I was talking about this last night, Dave, on a Blue Jays podcast. They asked me to come on, and that was real fun, let me tell you. Shout out to Blue Jays Fans UK and to Steve there for having me on, because I went on earlier in the season when they swept us. And so it was nice to uh, get my own back on them this time around and uh, just talk about Shohei there. But honestly, I, I I was lost for words just to try and explain How good Shohei really is. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, they were asking me questions Do you think kids now are going to grow up and want to be Shohei, want to do this, want to do that? And I said, Yes, but they always have. Being a two way player in minor league system in, you know, youth baseball is not anything new. Mm -hmm. Kids have done that to the end of time, but they get to a stage where they have to choose to hit or to pitch because doing both at major league level, to be able to excel at both at major league level is one of the most ridiculous thought processes in sport. One of the hardest things you could possibly do. And the fact Shohei does it and is now like people are just used to it. The fact, people can just talk about Aaron Judge and having hitting 50 home runs and having this great year with the bat. That still is not the same as doing what Atani does every single night. The pressure on him to go and deliver and what he does, honestly. I can talk for hours about this. And yes, we're biased because we watch Shohei every night. But if you take a step back and look and just look throughout baseball history, and then you look and consider what Shohei has actually done these last few years, how can you not pick that guy as the most valuable player in the American League, in baseball?
0: For as long as the tani's around for, for how long his career is going to be doing this two-way bit, if he... Performs anywhere near where he is performing now. No one is capable of doing what he's doing. And it's not for the want of trying. You're just not capable. You're not good enough. And there probably won't be anyone good enough for a very, very, very long time, if ever, to do it again. Um, it, by meaning of the word, it's his trophy. Just give it to him. Just give it. Lend it to him for ten years. Give it back. And we'll start again. Because if, if someone performs at this level, we shouldn't take it for granted for what we're seeing. And. You know, the baseball world shouldn't just take for granted what they are seeing, because it is truly special and truly remarkable what the numbers that he's putting up as well. And that was a great game on game two as well, you know. Him on the bump as well against Manolo. Two All-Stars going at it, 2-0 win as well. But that was, it was a great job to be watching as well. And Atani was toe-to-toe as well as well. And then he goes and does what he does with the bat the night before and the night after, and, and then the night after. You know, these aren't flash in a pan Bartolo Colon home runs, which go and repeat on those adverts on the, on the app every single 10 minutes. You know, this is regular scheduled viewing of what Atani's doing. It's, it's unbelievable. And I, I tried to explain it to uh, you know, friends and family who aren't massive <laughs> baseball fans and stuff like that. And just trying to get them to understand. It's huh? yeah, Dave, yeah, Dave. I mean, anyway, we go and carry talking about something else. But, you know, it, it's, it's truly amazing. It really is. And um, I feel sorry for anybody for the next five or six years who need to try and compete with Atani in the MVP race if he's performing at this sort of level, because you're going to lose out to the guy, in, in my Especially opinion.
1: Especially when he goes to a team that's winning. As soon as he goes to a franchise that wins, I mean, that is it done. The only knock on Atani this year is we are 17 games below 500 again. And, you know, you have your usual... Every year we have it. Trousy had this every year. How can you be MVP when your team isn't winning and you're not contributing to this and that? And that's what the problem is with the title, I guess, and people's interpretation of valuable. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, we can we can gush about Shohei forever. And, and I'm happy to do it because he truly does deserve it. He is... I would say right now he is the main reason for my enjoyment of baseball. Shohei is the reason to be up in the middle of the night. Like last night, I was up at 2.38 for those starts, and we'd been spoiled over the last week with East Coast start times. So it was a bit of a shock to the system getting back to 2.38. But after the three-game series in Toronto, I just wanted to watch Shohei, basically. I wanted to see what he could do, and he did not disappoint. And also, whilst we're on it, shout out Mike Ford, 40 boy, <laughs> in his first home of the year and shushing the Yankees. Love it. Doesn't get better than that, does it?
0: Yeah, that's a nice moment for him and I with respect to his little celebration as well. Absolutely love it. Taunt them as much as you can.
1: lot of, lot of Yankees, West Coast Yankees fans in Angel Stadium last night. Uh, as always, but I think it was very noticeable just how poorly the team's been doing, which meant that there were even more takeover from Yankees fans than we'd usually get.
0: Yeah, they, they travel around, do As well. But one question I was going to ask you on commentary. So yes. obviously Matt Vascurgeon comes back in obviously for when the Yankees come into town. So that doesn't sit well with me. I have to admit. And I I don't know if this is a controversial take or not, but I think Padio and Gooby have done a good job. Yeah. And I don't like. Vash Gershon just swooping in to take what would be the big uh, primetime game against the Yankees just because Judge is in town. You know what? I'd, I'd rather have Patrick O'Neill in there. If you, know, if you want to be a part, where have you been over these last few weeks? I can't remember the last time he commentated. Maybe you can tell he, did,
1: he did the Detroit series. But I know what you're saying. I think, to be fair, it's a Valley Sports West decision. I think, obviously, they are yeah. grooming Vash to become full time once his ESPN contract finishes, knowing the franchises I do, I'm sure that the angels themselves have a role to play in this and they want the, you know, the bigger name to come in and be a headline part of their broadcast and to bring people in. And to be fair to Matty V, right? He does have a, a very good voice for this stuff. He is very easy to listen to. He's obviously very good at his job, but, Where I don't like it, and I know you're the same as me, and where others necessarily don't agree with us, but we like a guy that sounds like a bit of a homer, that has a bit of hometown cooking, that sounds like he's excited when the Angels do well. And so far with Matty V on Angels broadcasts, it always just sounds like a job to him, doesn't it? It always Mm -hmm. just sounds like he doesn't really have an affinity to the team and he's doing too much of the neutral ESPN-style broadcast than he is doing... An angels broadcast, so that's where I mean I absolutely prefer Patrick O'Neill. I know he's. I just think he's a great guy. It's been really good interaction. Him and Gooby seems to be getting better as the year goes on. The relationship between them and knowing when to come in. And yeah, I understand what you're saying. I personally don't have quite as much of a problem with it as you. I just think it's part of how this business works. And from a Bally Sports West point of view, I understand why they'd want to get Vaskirjan in, who they're probably paying good money to to be that lead broadcaster and probably in the future. But at the same time, Patrick has been great. And if he had been on this broadcast, I'd have been very happy with that.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I'm not saying Matthew he's not good. He's obviously one of the best. But it's just, I don't know, you're either in or you're out. And you, I get the thing, obviously, Patrick would be there every time if he had the opportunity to be. Yeah.
1: Where I saw him in the afterthought. I saw he was off to Disneyland today doing a bit of a giveaway there. So he's enjoying (laughs) it. He's enjoying his time off anyway.
0: I was surprised that you didn't try and jump on the fly just to try and get something off of him and get a picture.
1: (laughs) No, Uh, he actually sent me a few bits earlier in the year. He sent me uh, one of the giveaway t-shirts and a LA Kings hat. So I've already had my, had my stash from, from Pat this year. Time time for for someone else to have a chance. Uh, which reminds me, I've still got stuff here for you. So, if, awesome! Wow. I've, got, I've got gifts here for you because I'm a nice guy like that. Nice. Well, but you haven't, you haven't, you haven't uh, arranged to collect. Neglected, we'll sort We'll sort
0: something out soon enough. But we won't, we won't, we won't do it tomorrow night. Though. Absolutely not. To not. Night. That,
1: that's the one reason we're recording this uh, tonight. Spurs are playing West Ham tomorrow, and I'm not going to want to talk to Dave probably after that game
0: as much as I don't want to talk to you pretty much generally. So, um, yeah, feeling will be mutual tomorrow.
1: Absolutely outrageous. You're begging, <laughs> you're begging to talk to me. The amount, of miss, the amount of missed calls I get from this guy, honestly. He's always trying to FaceTime.
0: That is so un- unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So, we've got two more, two more games of this Yankee series here. Honestly, so far, we're in a bit of dreamland. At some point, we've got to come crashing down, right? But is that going to be tonight? Probably. Oh.
0: We're streaking now, aren't we? Four and a it's your <laughs> guy, It's your guy, Mike Myers, starting tonight, though. Starting? Well, they're in trouble then, aren't they? They're in, in trouble.
1: Uh, in fairness yeah. to him, he had a pretty good start last week when he was given the opportunity. Much better there than he was out of the pen.
0: Yeah, maybe. I know. Yeah, I just don't see him doing it. I just, I just don't think he's going to be able to hold that lineup personally. So, it'll um, be whether we can get to Who up against James Simon, yeah? Alion, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's had a decent season. But, you know, he's not un, unhittable, unbeatable. So, I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a close one. But I think ultimately might lose that one. Well, tomorrow
1: we have Patrick Sandoval up against a guy you may or may not have heard of. Called Garrett Cole. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with his stuff, but he's, Astros rejects, weren't they? Yeah, but he's, having a, he's having an okay season. He's probably got some some stuff that could worry a few of our hitters. Although Geifi will probably hit a couple out. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you
0: think these two games are going to go then? I mean, Sandoval was juice some run support at some point isn't he? in the and a nice little and a nice outing you know from here you know i want to try and stay confident you know we've had a great series and Toronto. on Let, so let's say we're going to take this one two one by the end then i think sandoval yeah i'm going to back sandoval i think gervish is just going to have one of those nights he's going to slip up and we're going to we're going to take it mm. sandy's got an era of just over
1: 3 3.05 120 strikeouts yeah he's four and nine ask enough. It, yeah. i mean Ultimately, let's be honest, win losses for pitchers mean absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. But he's got to be looking at that and be a bit frustrated. He's actually his career. I don't know if you know this. Guess what his career regular season stats are in terms of wins and losses? I can't tell you off
0: the top of my head. Take a guess. Career wins and losses. It's going to be horrible, isn't it? Let's yeah. say 8 and 24.
1: Davis, I can see his screen in the background. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it was going up straight. All
1: things have a look, but eight and twenty-four. Oh, no, that's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> look at that. And his ERA is under four. It's a three point five eight five lifetime ERA. There's no way he should have only won eight games in that time. Fifty-seven starts. This is.
0: I'm, I'm sure he's had better than eight starts as well. He's definitely deserved to win more than eight games.
1: And that means he's won half of his wins this year in a four and nine season.
0: Oh, man, who'd be a pitcher? Who'd be a pitcher? Who would be a pitcher? These fucking idiots who can't swing a bat and score a run for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. After New York, it doesn't get any easier. We got Houston coming into town for three. Yeah, I think Shohei will be on the mound at least for one of those. And then we got three against Detroit, who we obviously lost to uh, two weeks ago. So in terms of what you want to see from this Halos team, I know we spoke last time, didn't we? We spoke about the fact we actually didn't particularly want this team to win right now. And it did seem for once that we wouldn't mind them continue to losing to get into that draft pick lottery. But as it turns out, it's really fun to win. So do you want to see this team continue winning and playing well? Or do you want to revert back to the strategy we spoke about last week, which was losing is probably the best thing for the franchise?
0: I mean, losing is the best thing for the franchise if you can get a couple of decent picks out of it, but it is nice to win a few games. It means it's not something depressing by the end of the season just sitting here on an absolute rut. Um, Maybe we go on an absolute tear-up, who knows, and just miss out by a game, and that would be absolutely glorious. I mean, I'm talking about an undefeated tear-up, but,
1: I mean... I honestly think we would have to, to make the wild card... (laughs) I think we'd have to win every game, pretty much.
0: That's what I mean. Unbelievable tear up. Let's do it. Let's get rowdy. Um, no, I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? It really is. I think, um, as I say, you're well with what you got. You know, you like Matt Tice, little shout out as well coming up and starting to catch again. You know, stick him in there because
1: dun, 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 dun. Dice, dice, baby.
0: Absolutely, but. You're always trying to put me off with random songs throughout this entire recording. Um, I so can't help have, it if you get distracted so easily. I am pretty. I mean, today I'm holding Play-Doh. Oh <laughs> god. So um, yeah, but I you know, get tossed up there because you no, know, was running over Stassi's stats earlier as well. I mean, it's pretty grim reading, isn't it, for the yeah. season? I mean, he's actually hitting less than Velasquez now. Um,
1: so that, e- nice. that extension's not looking great right now, is it?
0: Uh, defensive,
1: it depends what you want out your catcher. You want a defensive wizard or defensive... He, but he's not even been that this year. I mean, <laughs> his, his, arm isn't, his arm hasn't been good. Well, actually, declined, you know, the yeah. only thing he's got going for him, really, is pitch framing. And in the next year or two, my guess is that's probably going to be taken away as we move towards a more of an automated strike zone. So that extension is not looking good, particularly when you've got guys like Ohoppy, who's ready next year. Quero coming through the system, although he's going to take a few years.
0: He's already, is he? So and
1: Thice. Thice. I'll
0: be a bit. here So, you know, I'll, I'll keep him in there. You know, I'll see what, what you got and keep it going. And if you win some, you know what? That's good. That's good for some confidence rolling into next year. So I'm really on the fence. I'm, I'm half and half. I, I wouldn't care if we lose because it would be better down the line. But at the same time, getting some of these guys' confidence up, seeing what they've got, you know, that, that's not going to be a terrible thing either. And what sort of extension would you give to Kurt Suzuki? Like
1: three years, 20 mil a year or something like
0: that? I think I want to see him into his 60s at least now. So let's just just go all out. 20-year 20, 20 contract? I think so, yeah. I think yeah. it's feasible. You could swing it back.
1: Get him in the front office. Get you know, him What That reminds me. What are you making of the Albert Pujols 700 home run chase? Because I can't help it. I can't help it, but wanting to do it. He's now six away. And I, regardless of how it ended at the Angels and the disappointments, I still, he's a, he's a legend of the game. He's an absolute great. I really want to see him do it. I don't know how you feel. I do.
0: I, 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 yeah, absolutely. I think you can't not want to see him succeed. He was, he was unbelievable. He was the machine before he came to us. It didn't, as you say, it didn't work out really when he was with us. It was a terrible contract, terrible performances in general. Um, yeah, of course. But I, I remember Paul Holes being one of the sort of people I was watching when I started watching it again on TV on like Channel 5, and, you know, he, he was the man seeing see him in the World Series. So, yeah, 100% want to see him do it. Later in the season, again, do you reckon you're getting more grooved pictures or anything like that just to get him over the line?
1: No, I don't know. We're getting close now. Six away, and the last, obviously, few weeks, he's been hitting the cover off the ball. There's been a lot of talk about some alleged uh, wrongdoing uh, in terms of his performance uptake compared to what it has been the last few years. but I wouldn't go down that path. I just think he's having a, a late career resurgence, shall we call it. But what do you think Albert does if he gets to 698, 699 and the season ends? Does he stick around for a month for month thing for next year and hope that he can just hit it and then retire? I don't know whether that's a possibility for we're him. Major. I don't that's know whether
0: fair. anyone would want to take him on. What do you think? I um, mean, if you took an absolute minimum, because you know we're out of contract, right? So if we took an absolute minimum and came up with some sort of agreement, someone like Cardinal was that earlier in the year. You know, you look at the frequency people get dfa fade around the building and stuff like that. You know, he does it, gets his gets his achievement, and then retires in the sunset. You know, you can see something like the Cards maybe doing that for nostalgia because you want him to get it because you don't want the cap on for them so you know but to be honest with you six to go it's looking like he might do it at this rate I hope he does i hope he does i hope he does too possibly
1: but technically he's still got this 10 year contract with the angels isn't he in the uh in the back office the i mean the, office. i don't know what his job is well i'm
0: sure there will be no uh, no awkward hellos whatever well, might not be people yeah. gave him the contract he might be gone by the time he comes over. Exactly.
1: Public services or something, wasn't it? Services contract. That reminds me, last time we were on the show, we obviously the news broke about Moreno selling the team. Now you've had a week to digest. How are you
0: feeling? Still very, very excited. Still very excited about the possibilities of what could come next. Um, you know, the possibilities that, you know, there is now a better chance. Of retaining a tie there's a better chance of being able to pay him and if you have that right sort of owner coming in we can then still support him someone who might come in who might want to win you know and actually do this thing right um you, you always feel like for years we haven't been too far away we just haven't been pushed that last little bit to actually make make the promised land a little bit easier for us um so renewed hope i, I think it's the way forward it could also go really really wrong with a really bad owner I just don't That's see all it. I say. I think
1: do, you, do you do you really believe that there's a better chance for all this stuff to happen? Because baseball teams aren't cheap. I mean, a Moreno, Morena Bowl report seems to want three billion for the team. To have three billion to buy a team and then to pump all this money in for like 50 million a year for a tani and everything else you want. We've got no stadium lease at the start. I mean, the stadium runs out in a few years' time. They're gonna to have to build a new stadium, probably, or at least a lot of money on renovations or building up the surrounding area. To me, like, yes, I'm excited because Moreno has let us down quite a lot, but I'm very apprehensive about who could possibly come in to buy them and how it can actually be better than it is at this stage. Because when Moreno bought the team, he bought it for some ridiculously low figure, which meant that any money he was putting into the team was basically... You know, he was still making big profits on it. Nowadays, if you're pumping three billion in, you're going to expect some form of investment and some sort of return on that. And does that include spunking money on free agents and everything else? I don't know. For me, I'm apprehensive.
0: Don't be so negative. Enjoy it.
1: And it's a long way off. There's nothing that suggests this is any...
0: No, of course not. No, I mean... I mean, yes, there's always a what-if factor. Obviously, but you know, you're also putting that sort of money in to start with, then you've probably got a little bit of Wonga further along behind you, on behind, Jack, because you're not going to come in and sorry guys, I'm down to my last quid, last dollar. And um, I was yeah, gonna say was you've been... just
1: used the word wonga and wonga. quid in a row. I'm pretty sure that about 60, 70 percent of our listenership are from the USA. I don't That's believe awesome. I don't believe Wonga and Quid are in the vocabulary. Dave is of course referring to money.
0: That's why i just followed up with a dollar
1: dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. So, um,
0: hey, let, let's wait and see. As I say, you can't, until we start getting some links and people who are in the room the mill as to who's actually going to start taking over, let's start worrying then or not worrying then. No, nothing you can do about it right now.
1: Yeah. You're right, but I'm apprehensive. I'm apprehensive about where this is going to go and what it's going to mean for the franchise, but we shall wait and see. It's still a long way off. I reckon we should leave this here because I'm tired. You're tired. The big game is tomorrow. We need to be fighting fresh for our scrap outside
0: <laughs>
1: London Stadium. We're going to be live streaming that uh, on all of our favourite platforms. So tune in to watch Dave go down early and stay down.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, cool.
1: <laughs> he'll be he'll, he'll be covered in claret, just like his shirt. <laughs> but we might pop into Home Run House and have a little... A little battle in the cage. So I, can, off. so I can beat him there too. I look forward to it. Dave, where's your wand tonight? Can you can you show me your wand? Maybe after we've finished recording.
0: I don't actually know where it is. It might have been tidied up. I'm
1: glad. As, to- as I say, I've got
0: the play doh tonight, so it's flying. Yeah,
1: less less of the Play-Doh, the better. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much. Let's hope for the Angels continue this winning run. It's been a really fun four days, which is why I wanted to come on record. Two more with the Yankees, three with Houston, three with Detroit. It's a long home stand, and let's go Halos, right? Let's hope for some more wins. Let's go. Let's go. And if you've enjoyed this, please do go and uh, give us subscribe if you haven't already. Five stars, you know what to do. I tell you every single week, but thanks for supporting the show. Really appreciate it and go Halos.